Welcome to Monday Motivation with Corey Mendoza. Life isn't perfect, nor is it easy, but it can be enjoyable, fulfilling, and purposeful if we choose to create it to be so. Monday Motivations is a quick and easy way to help you create the rich and fulfilling life you desire. Your host, Corey Mendoza, is a highly sought-after speaker, coach, and author, influencing professionals to get real, work less, and live more balanced lives. Each Monday, she interviews an expert in their field to find tips, encouragement, and inspiration for your personal and professional success. Monday Motivations increases your awareness of what you can do with your current situation. Your sense of empowerment will expand, fears, doubts, and worries will vaporize, and you will see more possibilities every day. Let's dig into the next episode of Monday Motivation with Corey Mendoza. Welcome to Monday Motivations, 52 Weeks to a More Purposeful You. Corey Mendoza here, and I have my new friend, Amanda Smith, joining us. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being with us. Oh, I'm so excited about this. This is so wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, so our topic is Unleash Your Vision, and I thought that you would be a great guest for this. Um, For those of you who don't know Amanda, here's a little bit about her. Um, so Amanda Smith, LCSW, what does that stand for? Licensed clinical social worker. Perfect. You've got it. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Yay. So she created uh, Florida Borderline Personality Disorder Association, a nonprofit. Um, and today she's a licensed clinical social worker in Waco, Texas, and specializes in dial dialectical did I say that right dialectical dialectical behavior therapy dbt I am very or not very but I am somewhat familiar with um, dbt she's written two books um, the dialectical behavior therapy wellness planner and the borderline personality disorder wellness planner for families both books were published by unhooked books and um, anyone that wants to learn more about Amanda Smith, you can um, find her at hopeforbpd.com. So thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And, and the way that this came about is um, I'm a huge fan of Bill Eddy and right. um, I own so many of his books. Um, I've used his work both um, in, in corporate work, government mm-hmm. work, and a lot of personal work, um, uh, especially having to do with families, you know, str- suffering from parental alienation and his, right. his work just really helped me have hope give me the proper skills to work through some tough things and but yeah but he he helps you know organizations in all different ways but when you were on the show I was like wow this is the first time I've heard someone you know specialize with borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. and and I loved that um you are an overcoming right like how do you describe yourself I usually say something to the effect of, um, I was someone who is diagnosed um, now almost 20 years ago. Um, I found a tremendous amount of healing and recovery Mm -hmm. through 
dialectical behavior therapy. It's something that really made a difference in my life. Um, and now I'm in a position where I can share that and I can teach others the skills and ideas um, that helped me and made a, a big, big difference in my life many, many years ago. Yeah. And, and then well, tell us a little bit about um, the nonprofit you, you founded. Yeah, so at the time, um, my first professional position in mental health um, was serving as an executive director of the local NAMI affiliate where I was in Florida. So that's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, so I, I absolutely love that position. It was, it was life-changing. It was so amazing. Um, and at the time, one of the things that they didn't cover under their umbrella was personality disorders. So they didn't do education about borderline personality disorder. They didn't, um, they weren't involved in advocacy, support. It was just not something that they had taken on at that point. Um, and so again, I was living in Florida and I just saw a real need for people to find a way to connect with excellent therapists treatment programs to get support, to get education about borderline personality disorder. So I thought my vision, I thought, okay, I get to start a nonprofit organization. And that's exactly what I did. So, oh, well, that's a perfect segue into today's topic, unleash your vision. So what did you get from this week's topic? In thinking about it all week, and I think about how important vision is and how we're so quick, I think, sometimes to discount it. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this, what I see when I'm working with people, and this is certainly applied in my own life, I think that if we are feeling depressed, we're feeling anxious, something else is going on, we're grieving, um, we have a tendency to just think, I need to get through the day. I need to get through the next five minutes. Mm -hmm. I can't handle big goals. And it's too much. It's too overwhelming. I can't do it. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get lost. I don't know where to start. Um, and while I think that um, some of that is absolutely valid, I think what many of us need the most is a really big, big goal, a really big goal. And in fact, I think that's what helps people often instead of thinking about how am I going to get through the next five minutes? How am I going to get through the next couple of hours or whatever it is? Coming up with that really big goal. In DBT, we talk a lot about creating a life worth living. Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. And I think, gosh, it's hard to have a life worth living if, again, we're always having these short-term, smaller goals and yeah. we don't have that big vision to think about, okay, could I create a nonprofit organization? Could I go to school? Could I go to graduate school? Could I get married and have a family? Could I move across the country? Could I start a business. I mean, all of these amazing things. Um, and that's what I see a lot when I'm working with my clients is that there's a lot of, um, there's vision and yet um, 
I, I just want to push my clients to do something more and to dream bigger. I think yeah. that's so important. Yeah. And it's hard to do. It's daunting. When you feel like you can't necessarily get up and out of bed and get your teeth brushed and get in the shower, you know, saying, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to start a business absolutely is daunting. Mm -hmm. But maybe yeah. that's what we need. You know? Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> in, in the coaching world, in my profession, people come to us because they have a goal, they have a vision, mm -hmm. you know, they want to go for it. But even in that, there's sometimes our vision is, like you said, get through, get through the day, get through the week, get through the month, get through the year. So, so sometimes, and, and what happens is they'll come to me and they'll, they'll say like, okay, I want to sign up for coaching because I have this goal and it's for the year. But if you, you said it, if we don't have a big goal or a big vision, so no matter where it's at, we can't compare ourselves with others. If, if what we're even right now, you, me, anybody, if what we're working towards is, I guess the question is, is it a get through agenda or is this a, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm excited because I have the courage to say, I want this. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's, you know, it, I mean, we live in a, a stressful world mm -hmm. and we don't exactly know what's going to happen in the future. Um, and at the same time, I think that there's really something to having that big vision and those larger goals. I think I think that's important for us. Yeah. Um, over the years, uh, I I did my first vision board in 2005, and okay. it's and it's something that like I've I've done workshops. I do them for myself, and some years I make a vision board. Other years the vision board lasts a long time because it's, it, it's so big. It takes a while, but, um, but I really love, I, I guess I used to do vision boards in high school. Like, I don't know if you did that, but I would cut out pictures of like wedding. Oh, absolutely. Right. right. So, right. Absolutely. Um, so I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, my 10 year old daughter, she had a friend over and I needed to work. I wanted to work on my vision board. So I was like, Oh, let's do this together. And mm -hmm. so but it was interesting because I, I like to start with doing a wheel of life. And, you know, okay. so what I told the kids, they're only 10. So I was like, um, I said, okay, draw a big circle, you know, make these lines like it's a pie or a pizza. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, this represents your life. And I go, go ahead and, and label each slice different parts of your life that are important to you. And I go, you know, like sports, like school, your friends. And, and it was just so cute to see the different ways that they named oh, it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And then after that, <clears throat> we did, um, I was like rated on a scale of one to 10, like how happy are you with it? But then that was a little bit over their heads because then it got like a little dicey. Oh, okay. so, so then okay. I was like, ah, never mind about that. And then I was like, and then I go, um, so what are some things that you like about it? And then about say like friends, what are you happy with, with friends? And then what are some things that you want more of or less of? And so, and whatever their slices were, we went through all of them. And then I said, okay, now we're going to write out your goals. And right away they resisted. They were like, 
Oh, really? I don't like goals. I don't want to set goals. I don't really have any goals. Like they were, they already have that kind of reason. And I was like, okay, well, let's not do goals. I said, um, let's just make a list of things, you know, like by this time next year, we want in these categories. So like, what do you want more of, you know? And so they started coming up with the list and the more that they went through it, I saw their wants kind of like growing. Oh, I love that. You know, like they had a baking, they both had baking. And, you know, then then it started being about like one day owning a bakery, you know, It, it started... And, and so the more we kind of unfolded this, then all of a sudden they got to make their vision boards. Oh, fantastic. But I experienced what you're talking about with like the, it's, it can be hard for anyone. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I think that, and I also think about the importance of having role models. You know, has someone in our lives, have they done something pretty big, pretty amazing, creative? Have they accomplished a really big goal? Um, And so I think that's an important piece of it as well. Like, could that come from a parent or from a friend or from a mentor or a teacher or or someone? But I, I think, you know, again, it's so important to even, this is why I love what you just did because, you know, even just introducing the idea to 10 year olds, like so powerful, like you're planning what, what a beautiful, amazing seed in their lives to be thinking about, okay, what are the different parts of your life? And what does this look like? And what's important to you? And talking about their values, which will hopefully lead to goals and accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yes. What, what do you think are some of the biggest things that get in the way of people having a vision? I think that when I think about myself and I think about many of my clients, I think that there is a lot of discouragement and just kind of this um, belief that I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's too big. And again, kind of feeling stuck with where in the world do I start? Yeah. I think that's a big part of it as well. That's why I think the idea of having a role model is so important or someone to help guide and support that person through that and to encourage and support and cheerlead. Mm-hmm. I think we desperately need cheerleaders in our lives. So, so yeah. yeah. What, what do you, so even like, let's say there's somebody listening and they're like, I don't have a role model. Like there's, I don't have a cheerleader. I don't have anyone. So even not having that can be part of the vision of I'm imagining a day when I do have someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I think, again, I, I, I think sometimes we think, well, well, people know to find a therapist or find a coach or find someone, and and yet people don't necessarily know um, know about those those roles and then how to find someone. So, so I think that's the other piece is, yeah. you know, thinking about okay, maybe you need to find someone to work with, and maybe that's even going to be a bit of a challenge to 
find a great therapist who's also going to be an encourager and is going to really support you in this goal or a coach or again a mentor a business mentor um so how how did it work for you um how many years ago was it you said 20 years ago and almost 20 years ago right wow so so if you don't mind me asking um like where were you at in your life what was it like before you got the right kind of help there was a lot of, I, I'm definitely an emotionally sensitive person. My feelings, even to this day, my feelings are hurt pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very emotionally sensitive. Um, the, the difference though, was that um, I didn't know what to do with that emotional sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And so we can think about individuals with a diagnosis or traits of BPD. There are often, I they're harming themselves or maybe they're creating harm mm-hmm. in their lives. And, and then that's, you know, being spilled out onto relationships. Mm-hmm. So, um, so being emotionally sensitive, not knowing what to do with those big emotions or those thoughts and, and then behaving in a way that was really contrary to my values mm-hmm. and contrary to who I was and in feeling, um, before DBT, feeling really powerless, like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know where to start. Um, I need a book. I need a blueprint. I need a way of understanding myself. I need a way of understanding others. And I need to know what to do. Mm -hmm. I need to know what to say. I need to know how to take care of myself, to soothe myself when I'm upset, to Um, there's a skill called check the facts to check the facts when I feel offended Mm -hmm. or um, my feelings have been hurt. Like what I can check the facts now Mm -hmm. at this point in my life. Um, So those are some of the differences um, that, that have made again, like have helped me so that I can create a life worth living. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't necessarily have that before DBT, before getting the diagnosis and having, again, this understanding of who I was and um, who I was in relationships as well. Mm-hmm. So back then, what was it, What where was having a vision in your world? Like, was it on your map, not on your map? What was your vision if you had one? Oh, I think my vision at any given moment was about getting through the next hour or getting through the day or getting through the evening. Um, And and again, I didn't have a lot of self-awareness to even understand that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So so just having, um, again, that understanding was, was, um, really important initially, but no, I, I certainly didn't have, um, I don't know that I had in the beginning, again, any kind of a mentor or coach or someone who said, okay, like, I want you to come up with the biggest goal you can imagine <laughs> and, okay. and let's figure it out together to get you there. Um, and I think in the beginning, that would have been something that would have made a pretty big difference in my life for someone to say, okay, let's do something really terrifying right now and come up with a really big goal. Um, but I think it's important. I think it's important for at least, even if people decide that's not for me, 
I don't want to go in that direction, or at least right now, that, that you've got someone who believes in you and, and imagines that you can even do that, mm-hmm. that, that you can come up with something really big, that you can write a book, or that you can paint full time, or again, go to school, go to graduate school, start a business, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Just having someone believe in you and, and say it out loud, like you can do this. Oh my word. I think that makes such a, mm-hmm. such a big difference for people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like when you mentioned imagine, right? Like, cause it, it, it does start with an imagination of what if, like, cause, cause you said, um, you know, people that what gets in the way of us having a vision can be a belief. I can't do it it's not possible. So those. Absolutely. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when we go, well, what if I could, and then we start letting our imagination kind of open. Mm-hmm. And then we start thinking of all these ideas, like there, it, things are possible. Like things that we think are not possible with our lives can be possible. If, if right. we have the courage to believe and then and then we could find allies support encouragers cheerleaders coaches therapists um friends other people that are doing it absolutely right exactly exactly and it starts with a vision it really does and again maybe maybe we start small maybe again it's if we're used to okay i'm just getting through the day um, okay, what, what about this next week or month or quarter, you know, and, and slowly building from there, if that big, big goal is really too, too much, or it's, it's just not, it's not appropriate, it's not going to happen. Um, let's come up with a monthly goal or a quarterly goal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and then just, just the courage to have a vision, it, it's there's also hope inside of that. Like, and I think that's also why some people might resist to set goals or have dreams because mm-hmm. then then there's a need for some hope that hope that it could be possible. And then right all these baby steps. Oh, de- and again, even even when someone takes on a really big goal and has a really big dream, like you you reach that goal by taking very tiny steps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over the next hour or over the next day or over the next week. You know, I mean, that, that's yeah. how it happens, certainly. Yeah. You know? And if you look back 20 years ago, would you ever think, like, would you ever even imagine you would be where you are today? I, for, for the most part, no. And at the same time, I think there was just even a tiny bit of something um, where I thought, okay, I can't do something, you know, like I need the pieces. I need the support. I need the information. I don't know where to get any of it because I don't know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yes and no. So in the big picture, no, I don't think. But if you pushed me, even like during a really dark period of my life, I think I would have said like, yeah, maybe I can do something or maybe that is possible. 
-hmm. even if that lasted for just five minutes or so. Yeah, like, and we all, I think that's one of the things why I, when I heard you on the podcast, I was like, I have to meet her because um, over my own years of mental health growth and therapists and getting healing and help, um, I, I've been on the receiving end of people suffering from perhaps undiagnosed mental health dis, um, or personality disorders. Um, and, and like when I, part of me not ending up in unhealthy relationships, mm-hmm. I had to em- believe and embrace some statements of like, this person may never get better. So like, accept and, and I think that that was important for me for a period of time to not mm-hmm. continually engage in my part in an unhealthy dynamic. But now that a lot of time has gone by, I've wrestled, especially because I do believe in God and anything is possible and he can touch and heal our hearts and stuff. Um, but I, I have wrestled with the clinical perspective that some carry that um, some people will never change. And, you know, what, what are, what is your professional and life experience? I mean, you're a living example that healing is possible. What, but what are just some comments or points you can make to that effect? Um, I, I think it's, I think it's, I, I also believe what you believe that, that people can be healed. Mm-hmm. People can be healed by God. People, people can um, receive healing. Um, and I also think that some people aren't always open to healing. That, and that may mean spiritual healing. That may mean healing from um, a mental health diagnosis. Mm-hmm. That can or mean a lack of diagnosis. diagnosis. A lot of people don't get diagnosed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Right. And then I, and then I also think, you know, from addictions, we know that this is also true that not everyone is healed. People have the opportunity and yet the reality is that not everyone experiences healing. Um, I, I, I struggle with this issue. I really struggle with the issue because I want to have this idea and I want, and I want to believe this, not just for myself, but for everyone I meet, I hear their story. They're looking for answers either for themselves or for a family member. I want them to believe that, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful and to, you know, just, you know, get ready for, for, um, for something new and healing and beautiful and again i know that that doesn't always happen and and i find that to be really sad when that doesn't happen but i know that that's sometimes what what the reality is yeah and i and i think it's it's critical and it's um sobering and adult of us to embrace that when we talk about vision because if we're too far over in the anything is possible, um, I have these dreams, I, I have a vision, we could be a little bit out of touch with 
reality. And, and I think that the, the way that my pendulum has kind of swum from quite the naivete way of optimism into the, oh my gosh, this is really bad. Um, and then I think where I'm at now is I'm, I'm building, I have a vision based on current reality, but I, I have hope and I know, especially the more I hear stories and success stories of people getting help for various issues, mm-hmm. the more we're like, okay, it is possible, but it's not up to us to keep our life on hold. That's not living, that's not creating life worth living. Absolutely not, no. And it breaks my heart when I sometimes um, hear from family members and um, they really are putting their lives on hold indefinitely. You know, we're waiting for the other person to change. We're waiting for the other person to go into treatment. We're waiting for the other person to have a beautiful moment of self-awareness where they understand that they've been hurting other people or that something's going on and yet they can get some help for it. Um, that breaks my heart when I see that happen in families, but it's pretty common. It really is. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of having a vision and and what you got from, from the reading, is there anything else that um, you have on your heart or your mind to share with our listeners? I just, again, I, I think, and in, again, this is what I see in my practice. A lot of, I'm just trying to get through the day. I'm just trying to survive the day. I'm just trying to get through the moment. Um, And while yes, absolutely. Like let's figure out a way to get through the day. Um, I just, I I think some of us really benefit from having a big goal. And I I don't want people to feel afraid of big goals and to think, well, that's not for me. It's for someone else. I can't do that. It's too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would hate for any of my clients to ever imagine that. No, no, Mm -hmm. you you are worthy of a big, big, big goal. You are worthy of um, a beautiful vision that could change your life or change your family's life. Mm-hmm. I, I want people to believe that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and sometimes just, you know, the courage of confessing it to ourselves, like I want to open a bakery or like you said, I want to paint full time or like, what is the thing that we're afraid to just admit to ourselves? And then when we admit it, then we can write it down as a goal. And then that goal is almost like a seed that starts letting the, 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 the vision or it's all the details of the goal, right? Like it's like, right. yeah, it's, it's the big picture about what is possible. So, um, so for those, those um, listening, before we started uh, recording, uh, we had kind of talked about um, right now, mental health, everybody's talking about it, right? Like right. You go to social right. media, yeah. it's, it's there. And I think that it's awesome and great that there's so much more self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also due to the widespread um, discussion of it, 
sometimes things can get muddied up. And um, in your your niche um, in dealing with BPD, can you maybe um, just share some specifics for people that might be using that term? They maybe think a family member has it. Um, they might think they have it. What are some What are some um, definitions? Actually, I, earlier today, um, I want to say this. I spoke with somebody else today, and it was so great. He said, um, "Oh, where there's a lack of definition, there's a distortion." Oh, I love that! Wow, right, right. And so, because. I, I just think you're amazing. Like you are, you're focused and you're, you're specializing in um, working with borderline into people that are, how do I say that properly? People that are. I usually say something like um, individuals who are diagnosed. Okay. Borderline so personality disorder, or we can even think about people who have traits. So maybe they don't necessarily have the diagnosis, yep. but they have those pieces mm -hmm. of the diagnosis. And um, so, so they're not going to meet diagnostic criteria, but they come kind of close. Yeah. Cause there's this, there's a, a, a spectrum, right? Absolutely. And, and, and people right. are going up or down. So they might be making a lot of choices like, and I, I bought your books. Um, so everybody has to check out her books, but, um, like if they're doing, they're doing the work here, mm -hmm. their, their traits will probably go down. 100%. That is our goal. Absolutely. And that's what I have seen over and over and over again, um, for many years now for clients who make a really difficult and serious commitment mm -hmm. to doing the work, learning DBT. So we, we talk about skills in DBT, yeah. so skills yeah. to help us, again, help us to help ourselves, help us to have healthier relationships, mm -hmm. help us to set goals, lots and lots of wonderful skills. For, for my clients who take the work seriously, every single day using the skills to the best of their ability. Um, yes, absolutely. Our, our, our idea is that people would no longer then have the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Again, maybe they're still emotionally sensitive. Maybe things come up every now and then, but mm -hmm. that's, I think also that's life, you know, right. life is challenging. That's all of us. <laughs> I mean, any, any one of us hangry, like not enough sleep, yes. Yes, right. Like right. we can lash out. We can we can do all kinds of stuff. So um, okay. So so basically, for those listening, um, if you have a family member, a friend, coworker um, that you perceive to have traits mm -hmm. um, of of borderline, so what are some other um, things that we could all be aware of? Um, in understanding that experience and, and how it affects relationships and, and how we can best work with the current situation? I think one of the things that comes up um, again and again when I'm working with individuals and with family members is um, sometimes the idea that the person is doing these things on purpose to hurt other people um and i i and in yes that may be true 
that someone is doing something on purpose to hurt another individual. I think when I think about my experience or I think about um, the vast majority of the pe wonderful people I work with, um, they really don't know. They mm -hmm. really don't know. They don't have that awareness to understand that some of their behaviors are harming other people, burning other people out, mm -hmm. um, that other people are confused, other people are walking away and they don't quite understand what's happening. Um, I think what's really important is for people to understand the person is not doing that on purpose to blow up the relationship, that that's not the intention. I think that's really something important. And, and then the second thing is, is that um, with excellent treatment, with evidence-based treatment, there's so much hope mm -hmm. that people will get better, relationships will improve, and not just for a few days or for a few weeks, but this is permanent. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, this is, this is a really good reason for, for people to my hope is stay in relationships, learn the DBT skills together, figure out, okay, what do we need as a couple or as a family to heal and to grow? Um, I think that makes a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. so. so I can already imagine people are listening and they're thinking about that family member and they're like, yay, I get to like keep, working with this person and they're like i'm gonna tell them that there's hope like how will that go down <laughs> like guess what i think that you have borderline traits and there's this there's this workbook and a planner like let's just say right. i got more than one to share but i didn't share them <laughs> i know in in person that wanted it because because she's like i know and 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 getting you know skill skill building so right so. right 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 and and i think if if someone has never heard a borderline personality disorder and they just go to google and or youtube or TikTok, that potentially one we know that some misinformation is going to come up mm -hmm. at some point it may be something that's unflattering untrue not very kind um so we want to steer people away from that because that actually prevents people mm -hmm. from getting the treatment and help they need mm -hmm. that's those stigmatizing resources so um and yes i agree it's not necessarily the best idea to say oh my word i think i know what's going on <laughs> I see the light now we have a way to name what's been happening i know and, and 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 of course there are exceptions there are going to be those people who are like oh my word like thank you for getting me this book like yeah where is this information been all my life um i think it's important to um find help by getting someone in front of someone who has some expertise and yeah. experience um, someone who's trained in an evidence-based treatment mm -hmm. for borderline personality disorder and someone who can do an assessment. So not someone, again, like I know that this is what happens. This is what happens on YouTube and TikTok. Like we see something and we're like, oh, I know what's going on. This yeah. is what's going on. This is the person's diagnosis. And, um, and we don't. 
-hmm. We really don't, you know, mm -hmm. things are taken out of context. Mm -hmm. They're little sound bites of something someone says. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why um, a, a licensed mental health professional really needs to make that diagnosis mm -hmm. and really needs to be a part of that conversation. Mm -hmm. so, so again, while there are exceptions and there are some people who are like, I wish someone would just tell me what's going on with me. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. That does that does happen. Um, for the most part, we want we want people to be in front of someone who is going to be doing a really good assessment. Someone who's going to be non-judgmental. Someone who, again, loves working with this population. Loves yeah. a good clinical challenge sometimes. Um, and again, someone who can offer that person or that family an evidence-based treatment. Mm -hmm. That's going to be so, so important. Well, I hope everyone listening has like a big goal, uh, <laughs> a wider vision about what is possible and it is a balance of you know embracing reality and perhaps grieving reality but we can still have oh, a vision and a hope for our lives and um so and then you work with families that might have a family member can you say a little bit about that as we wrap up yeah, so I, I often work with, um, with family members, family members who want to understand more, family members who want to learn DBT for themselves or to help their family member, um, family members who are trying to figure out, okay, what, how, what do I do when my loved one does not want to go into treatment or they're yeah. resisting treatment or they're saying, the problem's not me, the problem's you. Um, we know those family members absolutely need support as well. So, so this is a family issue. Yeah. I'm sorry? They, they need a cheerleader like you too. So, oh. so still have a vision when there's broken parts to what we wanted our vision to be, right? I think we all need a cheerleader. I need one. I still need one. Yeah. Well, you are an amazing, an amazing cheerleader to so many, and I can't thank you enough for sharing your time. Um, for any, any last words before I, I close out with the last comments? I think that's it. I think that's it. Awesome. So um, everybody, you can find Amanda on her website, um, hopeforbpd.com. Um, her books are on Amazon. We'll put them um, in the description below. So thank you. And I hope it's not too hot in Texas today. It's getting a little warm up here in Northern California. So great, great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good weekend and happy fourth. <laughs> happy fourth. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Monday Motivation with Corey Mendoza. Did this conversation spark something in you? Did you have an aha moment? Share it with us by writing a review on this episode on your podcast player. Help us get the good news out in the world and help others find this podcast by giving it a five-star review. And be sure to subscribe to the Monday Motivation with Corey Mendoza podcast to not miss the next episode. To learn more about Corey and her brand, Volition, visit choosevolition.com. Thank you.